2: 3, two, one. Luke Anderson, Astronaut A man barely interesting.
3: I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable.
2: Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I I love you,
4: but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We
2: have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland. On Saturdays, about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Sportsier. Funnier. More Labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan, The Odyssey, Map, and 1080TheFan.com.
5: Hey, hey,
3: hey! Happy Saturday morning, all you beautiful Portland listeners. I hope you are having a wonderful start to your weekend. But since I can't talk to you and see how your weekend is going and you can't respond, I will ask the most important man in the room. I'm looking at him right now. It's Will Darkens. Will! What up, man? What, <laughs> what, is, what is happening, sir? What is happening? What is happening right now? Uh, right now? Yeah. This. I need help. This is what's happening. Please. Right now, we're in it. This is the thing. This... You know what I'm. Uh, you know what I'm watching right now is the wasabi. <laughs> you can't say that without laughing. I heard Dude, you try the
4: wasabi Fenway Bowl. Really? <laughs> yes. What, what is Fenway anyway? Is this Fenway Park? Is it that is, what this yes, is? It's Fenway Dude, Park. The wasabi Fenway Bowl. Are there? Are there any more two divergent things than uh... a spicy topping for your sushi? and a place where northeasterners get drunk and fight each other are there
3: boy um i will i will tell you if there was ever a more clear distinction between local programming and national espn programming yeah it is your take on the branding mm. of the wasabi fenway bowl i am the, on the drive in i don't know who i was listening to uh, they were really good though um uh, but oh, really? oh. Super so good. Just, like, you could tell that they weren't two people that were television personalities that they randomly mashed together yeah. onto a radio show. Possibly. To, like, fill a, a bunch of before. time. Yeah. There's no <laughs> chance it was that. And there's no chance the gal on there was going, I keep forgetting how to format these things that we're talking about. I should have done this and then pushed this and... She wasn't commenting on how bad of a job she was doing while she was doing a bad job. That right, right, definitely right. didn't happen. Of course. It was a very good show. Right. And it was put together. And you could tell that there was a lot of chemistry between it. Right, them. right. No but, one's on vacation. But when the person that was doing a great job hosting the show threw it to the person that was doing an equally great job co-hosting the show and asked them what they thought of the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, <laughs> he immediately said... Hey, hit me up on Twitter. I'll tell you some good sushi spots in Boston because I got your back. Did that sound like. Some good sushi
4: spots in Boston. Ooh. Now you've been to Boston. Was that what you did in Boston? We did you go some, to
3: good sushi spots? We ate some seafood, but it was not of the sushi variety. It was, uh, it was. We had clam chowder and we had lobster rolls, and we did uh, all the New right. England.
4: Things. I was about to ask you, what is uh, what is
3: Boston's food thing? Oh yeah, it's it's, kind of a duh. It's clam chowder and lobster rolls. By the way, there's no one at this game. Clam chowder. Um, like I literally just, no one. I just I went to turn it on. I don't see it. <laughs> I'm having a hard time. I just, so we have Hulu Television here in the studio now. Yeah. In our new these, listen. Sometimes <laughs> we get over our skis. These studios are beautiful. They've Done a wonderful job with it. It's these. very nice here. It's very warm. Yes, lovely studios. But we have Hulu Television on there, so I just turned on the TV, mm-hmm. and it is giving me uh, the uh, their 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 programming that they want me to watch. Their recommendations. Oh right. It's something called Sasquatch. Yeah, I saw that, too. And it's a bunch of, there's like three guys, Mm -hmm. like, handcuffed behind their back. Their eyes are kind of blacked out with the sensor bars, so you can't see who they are. Mm -hmm. Clearly in the woods, and then there's like a county mounty behind them, like, making sure that their handcuffs are tight enough. So I'm super intrigued by what is going on on Sasquatch. But I do not have sound on it, so I can't watch it right now. So I'll click into the uh, Cincinnati Louisville game. The description sounds like a soft core
4: pornography film. It could be. I don't know. I mean, they're handcuffed. I didn't say why. They're the only handcuffed. thing that's missing is the sheriff behind him giving like a, a little bit of an eyebrow raise. Like, a, I can't see
3: his eyebrows. Mm. I mean, at least I can't see him uh, in in, the, in my screen setup. But I just clicked on the bowl. We'll put on yeah. the Fenway bowl. Here's what I learned about that bowl, though, from our uh, uh, sushi uh, Boston sushi connoisseurs. Yes. Apparently, I don't know how much Louisville football you watched. None. The guy that plays quarterback for Louisville right up there with Lamar Jackson. Uh like yeah, like, like grades or no. Oh, like foot, How? football abilities. Oh. The dual threat that he is at Louisville on par with Lamar Jackson.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah, that doesn't So not easy.
3: hyperbolic at all. Not though. at all. That's interesting, because I just watched this drive, and he seems... Very dynamic. I he seems fine. Uh, the other <laughs> thing that I learned about this game... He completed some throws. <laughs> and I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, Scott? Maybe Scott?
4: i got to tell you, this is some of the finest opening segmenting you've, you've done. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, yeah. um, so, the head coach for Louisville, I think his name is Scott. Scott... Has a new job after this game, Why don't you just look <laughs> okay sorry do do you really want yeah, yeah, do you sorry. really want me to pretend I'm that sorry. I've done my oh, research yeah. on this game, yeah. or do you want me to be honest? No. One thing that you get when you come to the sentence that's very true. you get honesty? I can pretend that I care about this game. no, listen, I was half listening on the drive in. Yeah. And I was laughing because he goes, I'll tell you, good sushi spots. Yes. Because he was trying so hard because ESPN owns this bowl. Yeah. Because they decided that the Fenway Bowl was going to be awesome. And then not like a brand of wasabi, just wasabi in general decides to put their brand name on this bowl. So you want me to pretend that I care about this? No. I was half listening, and he said that the head coach for Louisville Mm -hmm. has a new job after this game. Yeah. Yeah. This is also Luke Fickle's last game as the head coach at Cincinnati. We yeah, know where not, he's going. No, he left. He's already gone. Yeah, yeah. So they somebody got some else. Other is old white guy in there. So Luke Fickle already gone. Do you know who their new head coach coming into Cincinnati is? Um, let's see, Sunny Dykes. It's the guy from Louisville.
4: Oh right, yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember hearing about this. That's yeah. really odd. It, that is
3: odd. Yeah. Do you need more breakdown on the game than that?
4: No, um, I don't care too much, and actually, I just stopped caring a lot uh, when they showed the replay of the last <laughs> touchdown. By the way, Louisville up 14-7. Ooh, uh, well, that quarterback, I heard. He's like Lamar Jackson. Just like Lamar um, Jackson. The foul ball pull oh. <laughs> is in the line of sight of one of the cameras, so yeah. they had a replay yeah. of a touchdown, but you could not really quite see all of it because the the foul, the foul, foul, foul ball pole, ball pole foul, it's got a foul pole a foul pole yeah nicknamed college if you um hit, was just basically covering most of it
3: so if you hit the foul pole in baseball is the ball foul <laughs> or is the ball fair uh it's fair right that's right okay I just checked I got that because you called it a foul ball pole so yeah it's what it is
4: foul uh, balls yeah. Go past that pole.
3: They go. Which way or the other? Yeah, yeah, Depends on which pole. Where you are. Depends on which pole. That is true. Yeah. That's what she said. Hey oh. Um how's your holiday season going so far?
4: Well, it's pretty good. I uh <coughs> excuse me, I uh was at Denver
3: uh last weekend. At Denver. At Denver. <laughs> Will Darkin's at Denver like it was a football I was at game. Denver. It's at Denver.
4: It's at Denver. Um, Have you been to Denver before? Uh, yes, when I was a child, not as an adult. Okay. So this is my first experience adulting in Denver. Ah. Uh, I was nice visiting, airport. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, I will say, uh, you know, the company I work for, they're based in Denver, and so this was my first time meeting a lot of my uh, coworkers. Sure. And I go there, and company was great. All the people are great. The building's nice. Uh, Boy, I'll tell (laughs) you, I couldn't care less about... The city. Oh, there's not much to. It. Wasn't fair- impressed. No, it doesn't have a lot of pizzazz. It's very spread out. Well, there's no culture. And the mm. reason I was kind of going on the whole like food thing with Boston was like I, I asked some of my coworkers before coming in because I was like, you know, hey, well, what's what's Denver's food thing? Right, Rocky more, Mountain when, oysters. Yeah. See, that's kind of stupid. Because, Why? Have you had well because you I'm a, it? no because I'm an actual tourist who wants to spend money. And if you tell me that like testicles are the food thing, I'll, I'll start reconsidering where I put my credit card points. for that Uh, flight so i'll I'll
3: be like hey maybe i should just go to florida and like be on the beach for four days this is where you and i are different people my wife and i were just going through the list of states we have yet to visit yeah and i was trying to find a reason to go to some of the states right so i was like what i'll give give you an example don't worry we'll do it quick because i'm losing (laughs) interest i can see holy cow for example i was thinking kentucky kentucky derby Indiana, Indianapolis 500. What are the biggest events in each of the 50 states that might draw you in? Like, I don't know why else I would go to Kentucky, but the Kentucky Derby sounds like hiking. Fun. Sure, but I can hike here. Yeah, but it's very beautiful in Kentucky. Is There's it? a dude at my company that I work with who does hiking
4: okay. along, along the Appalachians okay. and all in that area.
3: Sure, but that's not an area. event. I can go there at any time. So what I was thinking was, if there was an event, what's the best event in each state? So I got to Montana... Uh And their biggest tourist event that they had listed on whatever site I was looking at Uh is the testicle festival. And this is a celebration of manhood and Rocky mountain oysters. Okay. So this is a combination. And this was something that I went, not only did I go, I go, you know what? I think we should go to that. Yeah. It was also, uh, I had a reason for it. I'm like, My grandma went and had a great time. Uh So you and I two different people. I'm just saying. So the Rocky Mountain Oysters not appealing to you. To me, I'm like, let's go to Montana during the Testicle Festival. It sounds like a great time. I had uh, Rocky Mountain Oysters in Colorado. They're delightful. Right. So,
4: yeah, yeah, and me traveling, it's not so much about events. Though I will go somewhere for an event. (laughs) Um I like to go somewhere and just kind of experience it, the vibes, well, the sure, whole
3: thing, right? But you can do both. Like, if you go during the Kentucky Derby, you can still go hiking. But if you go there for hiking uh, any other time, you can't necessarily go to the Kentucky Derby. Sure, just, I,
4: I guess. guess you probably just, won't get around to hiking would be my my estimation. Hey,
3: listen, you, you, you travel your way, I'll travel mine. So
4: anyway, yeah,
3: that city doesn't really have a lot of just culture.
4: Like the, the only thing that I could like kind of, kind of gather from it was that they had like a walking mall on a street. I think it was 16th. They just had like a huge, just area. It's the, the entire street is just pedestrian. Like you just walk up and down it. Uh, and they were like, Oh, they have the greatest restaurants there. Yeah. I was like, okay, great. Let's go walk up and down there and see if we can't find a good lunch spot or, or something. It was like Coyote Ugly, yeah, the Hard Rock Hotel. So it's like and like Michael like, Jordan Steakhouse. And I was like, I don't care about any of this. Like I, I can go to any, I could go to Vegas and go to the. Yep. I'm not going to the Hard Rock Hotel if I'm in Denver. But I kind of quickly found out, like that's just how it is. And then the only real good restaurants I could find were on the like most dangerous street, Colfax. Oh yeah. Which, by the way, Colfax was hilarious because. Um, it's a lot like Powell for us, right? Once you get to the east side where it's like, ooh, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know sure. tuck your wallet in. Yep. Um, it, it's a lot like that, except they're really leaning into the fact that it's a crappy street. Oh, they're because proud of it? They ha- yeah, they have these banners up where there's this cartoon beer mug drinking two beers, double-fisted beers, and it says, fun over fancy. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if you want to do that. <laughs> like... You want families coming here spending money.
3: I don't know. Like, New Orleans, Bourbon Street, uh right. just smells like urine yeah, all the time. And see, people go there just to see that. Right.
4: So. Yeah, yeah. Like you go there to see, but like that's not like a good place, right? Like, no. I'm not gonna go live in New Orleans
3: because it's a it's a trash pile. Whoa, no. Some of no, the neighbor- it is. Yeah, it is. Some of the neighborhoods are, are horrible. Yeah. Yes. But some are exquisite. That's fine. There's exquisite
4: neighborhoods anywhere. Sure. Lake Oswego,
3: for example, okay. where the air smells better. Someone did ask what the event for Oregon was. Tell me what you think of this Oregon Brewers Festival. Nah, probably not. Yeah, but that was it. And on on the list that they oh, gave, really? like, like the biggest reason to go to Oregon is uh, the Oregon Brewers Festival.
4: Uh, I, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. That's I don't know. Not my There's list.
3: Something better. Not my list. What about PK eighty is, is that is
4: that high enough? PK eighty
3: five PK Invitational. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Is there a kite festival in Tillamook or something?
4: Uh, yeah. And see, this is the whole thing with like a events based travel. Well, for I didn't me. say they were all good. No, I know. I'm, I'm just, just saying. saying when like I... personally, for me, like I, I again, I will travel for an event, but I like to travel to just kind of an experience. Yeah, an area Listen. just be there for like when, it, when i go somewhere i usually want to be there for uh three to four plus days and just
3: kind of experience it yeah i'm i'm with you no question but it was just another way to kind of look at it because it's like when do you go when would be the best time to go to nebraska like what, nebraska? Time, what time of year would be the best time to go to Nebraska? Probably football season yeah, that's what I would think too. But so it'd be event-based, but it's also during like go when there's a game there. Like I've been to Chicago twice. Both time the Cubs have been away, and now I, need, I feel like I need to go back to experience a game at Wrigley Field. Yeah. I've seen a White Sox game and I've seen a Bears game there. But both time the Cubs are away, and I'm kind of like ah, gotta go back. It just feels like a thing. So, anyways, there are some states that don't have professional sports teams. So like well, when do I go there? Have you been to either of the Dakotas yet? I have not, and I feel like I don't know that I need to invent. You go and you stare at the big uh, rock with people's faces in it in the in the south one, and then in the north one, I don't know, fishing? Stare at what? You know, that big uh, mountain thing with the people. Who are the people on it? I don't know. Uh, George, Tommy. Uh, Come on, man. Is there a Dwight there? At least you know the name of it. Emily? Emily? Is Emily Dickinson up there? See, this is similar to Um, me
4: not being able to name any countries in Europe.
3: (laughs) No, it is not. Because we both know that I know that it is Mount Rushmore. Yeah, and I Uh, asked you, who's on it? Oh, uh, let's see. You got Abe Lincoln. Abe's on there. George Washington's on there. George is on there. I feel like Thomas Jefferson's on there. Thomas, I think, is on there. Now, there's a
4: tricky one on
3: there. Um, Yeah, I feel like there is, too. It's, It's not Teddy Roosevelt. Or is it? It is Teddy. Yeah, the, but he, but he because, started the national yeah, parks exactly. and all of that. Yeah. But is it Thomas Jefferson? Is that the other guy? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Because we always do the, like, who's on your sports Mount Rushmore? Who's on the actual Mount Rushmore? If I got them all. But I know I know Lincoln and, and Washington are there. And I assumed it was Teddy. The Thomas Jefferson one is the. I'm trying to picture what he looks like in my head. I can't really do it.
4: Uh, he's he has got the a mullet. Hair.
3: He's got a mullet. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. like the inventor of the mullet. He invented the mullet. Well, then he's uh, he's having a good resurgence here. Hey, uh, <laughs> did you confirm? Yes. He's what a- the mullets? The mullets making a comeback. I I just this like is for it. you, Jefferson. Yeah, he's making a comeback. So is, was that correct? Did I get all? Did I get all four? Yeah, that's okay. him. Hey, look at me. All right, so there you go. Uh, you want to talk some sports? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm ready. I cannot help but notice you're wearing an Oregon State uh, sweatshirt. Per yeah. usual. Yeah, but. Uh, Got a big game, and I'm I'm kind of concerned for them. Oh, all right. So we we need to talk about that. Let's hear it next. I'm I'm actually uh, quite concerned for the Beavers, and I will tell you why. Next, sinner and saint.
0: Perfect coworker of yours. Celebrate
1: and save at Ashley's anniversary
0: sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors
1: starting at just 399 dollars Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at 250 dollars Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beauty Rest Black, with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax and delivery may be required. See store more for details.
0: Hey, the Jing. It's Dominic the Donkey. Jingity Jing. The Italian Christmas Donkey.
2: The la, Sinner la, and the Saint la, Tailgate. La, with Luke Henderson la, and Will Dawkins on 1080
3: The Fan. All oh, right. Uh, Will, you got to play in a couple Santa's bowl games when you were at Oregon friend. State. Miss Dominic, the Q- one of them, I believe, was in Las Vegas, yes? Correct. Was it the Vegas Bowl then? It was the Mako Vegas Bowl. The Mako Vegas Bowl. Is there a sponsor on the Vegas Bowl, or is Vegas just taking over? As the sponsor of the Vegas pool.
4: I think it is presented by something. Okay. So it's not the lead sponsor. It's, uh, no, this is the SRS Distribution Las Vegas.
3: SRS Distribution? Yes. Okay.
4: SRS Distribution is a roofing and building supplies company. I'll tell you what, if my bull gift was a new roof, I'd be jacked, dude. <laughs> When you are yeah. when
3: you were nineteen, playing in your Vegas. Oh my ball? god! If
4: they gave me a voucher for one free roof <laughs> at some point in the lifetime, future. <laughs> oh my gosh! Are you joking? That's hilarious. like like if I have a kid who played in this, and they were like, I wanted a PS3, but they gave me this stupid roof voucher. I'd be like, you take that and you put it in your frigging lockbox because if you get a house one day, you're gonna. You're gonna just love that thing.
3: Oh yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, because you you had a chance to. If I can't remember what the scenario was, but like, wasn't it you were up in, in the air for going to the PlayStation Bowl or the Emerald Nuts Bowl? Is that do you remember no? What? I've been to the Emerald Nuts Bowl. Oh, I know, but didn't you have a chance to go to the PlayStation Bowl? Or you were just uh, comparing nuts and playstations? I don't even remember the PlayStation Bowl. Okay. You've you brought it up. Just... I think you've brought it up as a point of uh like disappointment. Maybe oh bowl what...
4: gifts? Yeah. Oh well, so no, it wasn't uh the PlayStation Bowl. It was that you went to the Emerald Nuts Bowl. Yeah. And uh there were PlayStations given out at like I think the two other options we have are like a holiday bowl, and I think that time around, like we were possibly gonna go to the Sun Bowl, but we didn't. Yeah. Anywho, yeah, like we went to the uh, Emerald Nuts Bowl and we all joked. We were like, what if they gave us Emerald Nuts for bowl gifts? Yeah. We got Emerald Nuts for- Of course you did. It was pretty bad. We were all very disappointed. <laughs> Nobody was even angry, which I thought was kind of interesting. Everybody just looked kind of defeated. Yeah. Because we didn't want to be there in the first place because, like, we ended the year beating Oregon. And we kind of felt like we should have gone to the Holiday Bowl. Yeah. And then we go to the Emerald Nuts Bowl. Mind you, it was a-, a free trip to San Francisco, which in itself was awesome. Yeah. But, like, they gave us the bowl gift, and you just looked around, and everybody's faces were just like, oh. Mm. <laughs>
3: Not even laughter. Just, uh, uh, that's fantastic. Mm. That that actually delights me. Just the uh, every 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 time it gets around to bowl season, I love you talking about your nuts. Um, so we have the Vegas Bowl. Here's my concern for you. Every single person that I've heard or read about talking about the matchup between Oregon State. Mm. And Florida mm. today in the Vegas Bowl. The SRS supplies free roof roofing Vegas. SRS Bowl. distribution. That's what I said. Every single person has the exact same narrative. Mm. Nobody is playing for Florida. This should be an easy win for the beeves Obviously, the Beavers are gonna care more about this than anybody playing for Florida. Easy win. Mark it down. Ten wood season for Oregon State. This concerns me because every time you you have the entire consensus going one way, it never goes that way. Mm-hmm. Florida is going to roll out a bunch of guys that haven't gotten an opportunity that probably pretty fresh and probably want to make an imprint on their coaching staff, fan base, the country mm-hmm. for next year. Why would the guys getting their first opportunities not be putting in full effort? In this game, I feel uh, you're like staking effort for talent. Oh, you're su- suggesting that the second rung of talent in-state recruited out of Florida just isn't there. Like they don't have the raw talent to go out and play football. Well, I'm sorry, they were six and six this
4: season. So okay, all right. I don't you think can they have that I right. do not think they have the talent to beat. Oregon State. Now, I am not of the opinion of these shadow people you mentioned who are all saying Oregon State's going to roll over Florida. I'm just predicting Oregon State will win. Sure. I think it'll be a pretty good game, obviously, because you're correct. It's SEC talent. And for the most part, SEC talent's probably better than the West Coast. But here's the fact of the matter they're six and six. They're six and six. (laughs) Okay. Which means you lost six games in the SEC. You weren't playing Florida or you weren't playing Georgia every game. Yes,
3: they did. Oh, actually did. It <laughs> actually did. I just pulled up their schedule. No like, wonder. Who do they lose to? They lost <laughs> to Georgia six times. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. That makes sense. Then. Yeah. Okay. Well, you just, you probably should have done your research a little
4: bit. I, well, you
3: know, I yeah, have never you. heard of a team playing <laughs> another team six times yeah. in one year, but. It was a weird quirk this year. Yeah. Like they accidentally scheduled them three times for non conference. Hey. And then the SEC does this rotating yeah. schedule and they have They're to like, it's already the
4: there, there. Just don't bother it.
3: Yeah. They just moved in. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs>
4: Yeah, I mean, honestly, you you know, it's a six-loss team. So if you don't have your starting quarterback, if you don't have your starting guard, if you don't have your starting center, if you don't have three, I think, four players on defense who are your starters, yeah, that makes a really big impact. I think that there's also this narrative that I'll throw this right back on you because you are yep. correct. It's a little bit presumptuous for Oregon State fans to assume that you know we're going to roll over Florida. Yep. But I think it's also very presumptuous to assume that just because this is an SEC school and just because they're called Florida, uh, that even their second string players can go out and slap dudes who uh, won nine games in one season. Yeah. Uh, because most of the time, if you haven't played a lot there's only so much that you can really contribute before the inexperience starts to play a role. And when you get into positions where you're playing a lot of seniors, because I will say this, Oregon state has a heavily laden, like senior roster of dudes who are starting and good young players who are juniors as well. Like that's going to take precedent over just raw talent. If you haven't been on the field all season. So again, Well, I do consider your argument. I think it's a good one. I'm still taking Oregon State.
3: I will give you their six losses, just so that you have them. Sure. Number 20, Kentucky. Number 11, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. LSU, who finished the season unranked. Number one, Georgia. They did lose to them. Mm -hmm. They have a bad loss to Vanderbilt at the end of the season. They lost to number 16, Florida State. So out of those, you have uh, four ranked teams: LSU and Vanderbilt. It's Mm -hmm. the resume is what it is but there there sits your six losses for florida the other thing that happens in bowl games is you just see wacky things so to to me i think you are taking a more level-headed approach to it but there's just so many people that i've heard locally and just they're just completely dismiss it florida's played without like 40 guys out of 85 scholarship players they're missing 25 guys i get that but there are guys that are going to go out there That's and really have these bad. have these opportunities Hey, listen. I'm not saying that it's good. The transfer portal uh, runneth over, uh, leaving Florida. No question about it. Yeah. You have a bunch of guys getting ready for the NFL. I'm not. I'm not saying that Florida as a team cares about this bowl game. But yeah. the guys that get those first time opportunities, it's it's uh, the Mike White syndrome. Mike White comes in and he's he's the answer that the Jets have been looking for. He's been on their roster all season. He gets in, plays a great game. Uh-huh. He's unstoppable. Uh, he's the guy. Do you really think that he has the talent to be like a long-term starter in the NFL? Because most of the time, when th- those guys go in, they have a couple good games when nobody has tape on them. They don't really know how to prepare for them. They win a couple games, and then they fade back to the mean, which is, they- they're okay. Probably going to happen to Brock Purdy at some point, you would imagine, unless he's the oh, next Tom you. Brady. But early on, when you see these guys for the first time, so you don't really have a way to prepare it. The other thing that will cite as an example is last year in the Jimmy Kimmel Los Angeles Bowl presented by... Festizio. Festizio, which is not a real thing. Uh, well, it was presented by something that was ridiculous. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, matter. anyways. <laughs> you're playing Utah State last year. This is yeah. Oregon State. Who, this game matters a lot to because they haven't been to a bowl game in forever, right? Ah! First time being bowl ah! eligible. Oh, they don't know how to play in it because they haven't been there? They're playing Utah State. Have you ever played a bowl game? Have you? Yes. I have not. You have. Uh, yes. It's different. This is what, it, but this is what I'm saying. So now that you have experience, it's going to be a lot easier. I don't know about that. There's yes, still a hundred
4: percent. yes. fine.
3: What happened last year in I'm the Utah State you, game? What happened? The quarter. Their starting quarterback. At yeah. third. some guy they've never and heard he of comes team in and he tore that was the beaves apart. Yeah, that tore the beaves apart, dude. Yeah. When you haven't
4: been in a bowl game for that many years. And you step into it for the first time, no matter if it is the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. I get it, dude. It's a All ridiculous right. bowl game. I totally agree with you. But there's something different about a bowl game. Okay. It's either you don't care enough or you don't have enough experience to play up to the moment.
3: Yeah. And a lot of the times. So losing in the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl gives you enough experience to take on an SEC team. that Yes, every... okay. 100%. Oh, yeah. And let me ask you
4: this, too. Sure. You really think Florida cares to be in the Las Vegas Bowl?
3: Like I said, if really? you really, I this is this is my theory. Look, I'm probably going to be proved wrong. And I have those hope that, SEC I hope that I am. recruits from Florida who I, are I promised I to be
4: playing on New Year's Day. Hey, here's a free trip to Las Vegas. Also, you're forgetting the Las Vegas factor,
3: by the way. Yes. Yeah. Well, you're saying those that kids it, are going to be insanely hungover. It only works one way.
4: I all, think all for of, Florida.
3: All... <laughs> It's more. Okay. And I'm confident in that opinion. Okay. So, your Florida Florida roster, if you go out there and you have the guys that have played all year, had a disappointing season, get to the end of the year, and they're like, I don't really want to be here, I totally understand that point. But here's the other thing is, when you have 25 guys missing, you have a bunch of guys that haven't had. The opportunity, the number one reps all year, and now you have enough guys on that roster that they're going, "Hey, this is our shot to prove that we belong in the starting lineup next year." I'm just saying, you've got three weeks of practice. Those dudes are probably thinking, rep. "Like, damn, I should have gotten to the portal." <laughs> they might be. They might be. Yeah, you
4: know, I, I dude.
3: TBD, man. We'll see. Dude, what you lose
4: twenty five guys, like. That's not there's not a good feeling in the room. I'm not suggesting that I there think is. that's another really probably a really big reason why a lot of people are picking Oregon State. Again, I, I agree is. with you. I I, I'm not overwhelmingly picking Oregon okay. State. I am picking them, yeah. but not by much.
3: Uh, listen, I'm uh, ro- I'm rooting for the Beavers the entire time. I just have not yeah. heard anybody make the argument that Florida has a chance in this game. And that's what really gets me is you come mm. you completely dismiss a team is a mistake. In any level of football, it happens all the time where we see somebody come up and get snake bitten by overlooking somebody. It happened. What snake bitten? Yeah. Are you you. I was just did the snake. terrified of being snake bitten. No, I did the snake sound. Oh, that's what it was. That's what that was. My headphones are acting a little wonky, here, oh, so sorry. I'm kind of losing you a little bit. All right. Really? Well, that that's. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's a connection. I'll oh. I'll, I'll adjust it uh, during the break, and we will be just Ooh, fine. That line seven and a half now for this game. Uh, moving back towards uh, the Gators. Mm-hmm. It was eight and a half when I read it this morning. Uh, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, the Sharps know something. Sharps know something Vegas. Oh. You want to make some money on this game, let me tell you where you need to put your dollar bills. And that is on the Gators. The Gators. The Gators. The Gators is going to make him some money.
4: Also, how awesome is it that you get to play in this stadium? Because last time Dude, I played in the Vegas Bowl, you played at the, UNLV's stadium. Yeah,
3: what is that? It's, I was going to say Thomas Mack, but that's the basketball. Boy, you know. what, it what's was that? awful. And it's way out. It's not in Vegas, so then you probably have to get on a bus and leave it's the strip. windy or... as hell. Well, yeah, I, it was that day. I, I watched a couple games in there uh, when I lived down in Vegas. Yeah. Um, it's fine. It's like, I just wasn't but, great to play a bowl game. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah. dude. Allegiant Stadium is ridiculous yeah. by all accounts. And I've not been there yet, but everybody that I've talked to that has says it's right on par with SoFi, which is where you played last year. So the Beavs, just making it back to bowl games, have played in the two best stadiums you can play in. Yeah, pretty much. They've I, got the two best vacations. Uh, I don't know if L.A.'s the best vacation. Ooh, hell yeah. San Diego? Especially when someone else is paying. Well, no, no, I understand, but I'd rather go to San Diego. I'd probably rather, rather go to San Francisco then. Oh, really? Yeah, than L.A.? Yeah, L.A.'s not a hmm. great vacation spot. It's fine.
4: I think if you're given the resources... Uh, oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. The quarterback that just walked in for... <laughs> They showed the quarterback walking in for uh, uh, Florida, the backup. Yeah. I don't know his name.
3: Does he look like Stetson Bennett or does he look like. He looks like
4: Stetson Bennett with ladies' sunglasses. He was wearing ladies' sunglasses.
3: Okay. But he looked like Stetson Bennett because there's there's two different types of of backup quarterbacks you have in college football you have Stetson Bennett or you have Cardell Jones. Oh, my. That's a hell of a
4: spectrum there. Well,
3: it is. But that's what I think. When I think of SEC, you got the guy that like, well, we'd play him more, but he's just kind of a monster, and he has no control over his giant limbs and body. Mm -hmm. Or you have the guy like, dude, this was like the scrappiest dude to ever play football in the state of Florida. That's just, in my mind, those are the two options that you have. One of those two guys is coming out, and it looks like scrappy McLady glasses. Is that who we got?
4: (laughs) That's what he looks like. Okay. (laughs) It was funny because he looked really tough. That's yeah, like, oh yeah. Dude, somebody gave you bad information. <laughs> Those are ladies' sunglasses. Either that or he's doing it because he's like, oh, I'm being edgy. It's like, no, dude, I think you went into sunglasses hut and there was a new person working there. And they were like, Oh yeah, these are these are men's glasses.
3: Yeah. Uh I'm gonna tell you uh why you should probably never bet on the NBA. Oh. Uh, and I'm gonna do that uh after we do a quick
7: Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and point your toes west. <laughs>
2: Sinner and the same Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will
3: Darkins on 1080 The Fan. So yesterday I'm listening a little bit to uh, Prime Time, and I also happened to be here uh, in the building when Mr. Isaac Ropp arrived, and I got to talk to him briefly. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> rubbing elbows with celebrities around here at the Odyssey Studios. Mm-hmm. Um... And the segment that I caught on air was uh, robbing the bank. Uh. This is where they place their surefire bets on sports. You and I don't have a segment like that because, uh, for the most part, betting on sports is, uh, you know, pretty much throwing your money away. Uh, yeah, it's a loser's game. Yeah, and uh, and Rob retold the story that I kind of overheard a little bit when I was here, which was uh, he came into the building high on the Blazers. He went straight over to Danny Morang. And he said, Danny, why should I not put a $1 million bet down on the Portland Trail Blazers over the Dallas Mavericks? Dallas Mavericks in a funk. Blazers on a heater. Damien Lillard on a heater. Mm. There is no chance the Portland Trail Blazers do not win in Dallas tonight. This is yeah. last night. Did you happen to see what happened in that game? Yeah, I got smoked. I got smoked. Yeah. Uh, just, can we just move off of the idea that we have any idea what's going to happen in the NBA basketball game in December? Oh, uh, in December. Yeah. I mean. Like, bet on a series, do all of that. But dude, regular season NBA basketball. I don't
4: know. That was kind of an interesting, uh, 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 I guess, trip from the Trailblazers because they have
3: been playing pretty well as of late. Okay. I think
4: they've won six of their last days
3: yeah well, um, so let me let me yeah. ask let me ask you a hot question uh here uh sports oh, radio oh, brings because i saw the stat we'll see how close you get to it yeah tell me the results of the last six games the portland trailblazers have played against the dallas mavericks oh, i don't know they've probably lost five of them no they've lost all six oh, all six Yeah. and uh now <laughs> now here's here's the real question I would like you to guess what the point differential has been in those six consecutive losses to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, 18. 25 points. Yeah. 25. Points. That's so pretty They, actually, they yeah. actually played better last night, losing by 20. Yeah, that's pretty good. Than they have on average over the last six games. In terms of averages? It's not yeah. bad. <laughs> it's not bad. Like, they brought the average down. Yeah. Against the so Mavericks. it's almost a win. You <laughs> practically the win. Mark it, mark down as a win last night. But man, there is something about it that the uh, the the Mavericks just have their number. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, and I, I think that we are we you and I are coming from two different directions. That the only way that this Blazers season really matters at the end of the year is that they're, they need to make a move uh, when January comes around, right? They need to go out and they need to add another player. Mm-hmm. You know what I was thinking after last night? Is anybody going after this Luka Doncic character?
4: Yeah, see, I was thinking
3: that. Too. Yeah, they should get him. He's really good. I don't know if people are paying attention, but No, guy, I don't think they are, and that's the crazy part. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, they just completely <laughs> overlooked this dude when they were talking yeah. about the game yesterday, yeah. and they had him going. But I think he's pretty good. He's and pretty I good think... Too. And I think if you look into it, he's pretty young too. He might be good for a while. Look, I still hold
4: to my 20 game marker of you start to figure a team out
3: because I think there
4: is pretty good indications across the league of which teams are what and what you can expect generally from them throughout the season. We now can pretty much assume that the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics are the two best teams in the East, possibly the two best teams in the league. Yeah. Uh, now the one thing I'm kind of shaky on, and I'll divert from the Blazers just for a moment, are sure. the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, they're the best team in the West. Now I get the whole—it's like, <laughs> almost an upward inflection. There. I know, and I get the whole like, well, there's only you know, there's like four teams that are only a half game out. Dude, the Pelicans are playing really friggin' well. Yes, they are. Yes, like, if you watch them, Zion Williamson is being contained to a point where now it's not so much that the whole burden is on him. It's the fact that, hey, you can actually let C.J. McCollum score 20 a night, and you don't have to be the inflection point. Brandon Ingram can work the paint. Yeah. Like, he can be a presence there. So... That's the only team right now that's kind of breaking my theory because even though they're playing well, I'm still not ready to buy into the Pelicans because I'm just there's something historically
3: in me that's like ah they're gonna mess up. Well, this this has been my point the entire time. Not that the Blazers are a great team. My reason for optimism this year is I don't know who's good in the West. I don't I don't buy Phoenix either who's up there at the not. top. Yeah. Uh, the Golden State Warriors are you defending NBA champs. They're going to play weeks, uh, maybe months, without Steph Curry. Yeah. And they couldn't win on the road with him. Yeah. And the whole idea that they don't care until the playoffs, shut up about that. Yeah, you, you, have you have to win. the have to win. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I just, I don't, there's not a team, that I legitimately look at and go, oh, I don't want to play them. Yeah. Except for now looking at it, if you're the Blazers, it's Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. And Dallas is not in the playoffs, the I don't think. That's so odd. So, certainly not in the top six, but apparently, based on the last six games and them beating you by an average of 25 points, you don't want to play them. But other than that, like, who's the best, who's the unequivocally best team in the West? And if you tell me the New Orleans Pelicans, I'm 100% with you, where I'm like, can we Not trust him? Not yet. And, yeah. Well, and here's the other thing is Zion is the the leader on that team, right? We believe that he is playing better than anyone else on that team. He is the engine that makes them go. Right?
4: Uh, yes. It's hard because and this is what's making Do the Do you Pelicans... trust him to
3: get through the season healthy?
4: Well, no. Yeah, and this no. is what's making it so difficult. You're kind of touching on the point, I think, of what's yeah. making it very difficult to pinpoint the Pelicans is because— That's almost a positive, is the fact that I can't unequivocally tell you that Zion Williams is the best player on that team because they're finally playing as a team. What was so wrong about putting the load on Zion to become the guy, the franchise player, was the fact that, look, he's not. (laughs) Well, he can't friggin' shoot. Honestly, he's not very dynamic outside the paint. He's just really big. Yeah, he's just really big and fat. And if you know how to take a charge, you pretty much end his his night because tell- you'll foul out. And did I mention he really can't shoot all that well? So the Would fact that they're end- now utilizing him and giving the ball to CJ McCollum more and letting Brandon Ingram take over for spans of time, now they're a better team.
3: Is there anybody in the NBA you would less like to take a charge from than Zion Williamson? I feel like trying to, like, try to tackle Derek Henry just because his elbows are up. and Yeah, kick, and he'll probably and fight, kick, fight kick, you afterwards. Yeah. In the yeah. groin as he goes Zion, there. I
4: think he'll just give it to you and be
3: like, oh, sorry. <laughs> just steamroll you yeah. and then like send a nice card to that yeah, hospital. My bad. <laughs> straight on to like send flowers the send flowers at a car like what were you doing yeah. in an nba game yeah. like sorry i ran you over but what is a scrawny 5 foot 10 white guy doing standing there that you had no reason to be in that game i'm sorry that i almost murdered you say are you? say hi to your wife for me <laughs> exactly um all right we need to get to something very important it has been 2 weeks since you and i have been on this show and i think everybody important is, is is missing it and demanding it yeah we need to get to good versus evil. We do that next. Center and Saint on 1080. The fan. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of
5: places. Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at TMobile.com.
6: As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co.
5: This is Tony Kornheiser show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else.
2: Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to it? What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, bro. Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for good versus evil. Brought to you by the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants, eight oh eight on ten eighty. The fan.
4: Yeah, he's definitely the most poised um, rookie I've ever had. You know, it's he's been like that since he's gone here. Um, I, from what I hear about him in college, I think it was very similar. You know, just starting as a as a freshman and I mean, he's been great I mean, he was poised all week um even him being unsure of whether he'd be able to go or not you know i think that was uneasy for him because he didn't know
3: what to expect till he got in the game under circumstances i uh, we didn't have any other options or choices
4: there's dude who legitimately named his son after a little wayne album kyle shanahan gosh that is really loud Niners went on the road during a short week and dominated the Seahawks on Thursday Night Football. Third string quarterback, Brock Purdy, played with an oblique injury and played well. San Francisco's league-leading defense allowed only 13 points. Niners down to their third string quarterback now have clinched the division. Can San Francisco
3: run the table in the NFC with Purdy behind center? Run the table. You're talking go to the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. Uh, so they don't need to win every game from here on out because they do not have their schedule in front of me. But yeah, I think they, I think they're as good a team in the NFL. Um, the quarterback position. Well, is the question centered around the idea they've won their division, so they're in the no, playoffs. Yeah, no, I, I, under, I understand that. I'm just clarifying. Yeah. Um, but Bro- Brock Purdy never losing a football game is one thing as uh-huh. well. But. Uh, yes, 100%. That pass rush is mean. The defense is great at all three levels. Uh, their running game, Christian McCaffrey, what a pickup in the middle of the season yeah. that was because uh, they were without uh, Mitchell and a couple other backs. But, dude, that team, if they stay healthy at their skill positions, because uh, right now they're playing without Debo Samuel. And they should have him back in time for the playoffs. I would not want to play San Francisco. There is nobody in the NFC that I put ahead of them. So yes, 100% they can run.
1: A lot of things. A lot of things going through my mind. It's very exciting to see all of this. As we said at the beginning, to see the people, our families. Throughout the whole World Cup, it was amazing what
4: we've lived through. There's what presumably sounds like a hot chick translating for Lionel Messi. The World Cup final starts and finishes before NFL action gets underway Sunday morning. It'll be Lionel Messi in Argentina against Kylian Mbappe in France. France looking for the first back-to-back World Cup win since the 50s, while Messi's attempting to solidify his legacy with a lone World Cup win, among other notable accolades.
3: Which storyline is more intriguing to you? Messi. Um, I I mean, I don't know anyone playing for the French team Uh, I've tried to watch a few moments of World Cup soccer it's incredibly boring Uh, but Lionel Messi is one of the guys that I know you and I were talking about Qatar and how much of a travesty it is a couple weeks ago uh, that you know they even built these stadiums and did all of this. But I was referencing an interview that they did on real nearly 3,000 people died building the stadiums. They were interviewing one of those people that was uh, put into one of these terrible labor, labor contracts from uh, Bangladesh. And he was sitting there talking about how, what horrible working conditions it was and all of this. He was wearing a Lionel Messi shirt. So this is a guy that is as big of a global icon that exists uh, in sports, and he apparently has, from everything I've read, all of the things other than a World Cup. And so to have him finish, I think he's 35 years old. He probably will not play in another World Cup. Sure, go out and win one. That would be awesome. A Cinderella story uh, built on the backs of... uh, What? You laughed. Very, I know. It's
4: very... What? Oh, very bleak way to put it. That's, I mean, you are so bleak. I'm. I, me? Ooh. You're the negative one in this show. Uh, we're both. Whoa! Hey. <laughs> ah! All right. This uh, is my favorite story of the week. And it comes from Missouri. Are you ready for Missouri, to this? Show Me State. Missouri.
3: Show you what? No, that is what it's, the Show Me State. Yeah, show me what. Yeah, whatever you want, but Show me. Ooh. What do you got? Show me.
4: Headline, KFC customer shoots worker in drive-thru after he's informed that, hey, they're out of corn. You're out of corn. So I guess he said, show me the corn. And he goes, we don't have any more corn. (laughs) And he goes, well,
3: say hello to my gun. Okay. He shot the worker. Yes. Because the restaurant was out of corn. Yes, that's correct. Uh, Question. Hmm? Have you ever gone to KFC and ordered corn? Okay. Now I was I'm very happy you're bringing this up because
4: it does put into into play an important discussion oh, about KFC. okay okay the corn at KFC is like the cheese on a pizza you Wait, don't, what you don't really quite no, notice it because no, oh, you notice the cheese well, on, on a, a pizza hold on a second you don't really quite notice it because you've had yes, because oh. you've had pizza all your life, and you just associate the taste of cheese with the sauce. Once the corn is gone from whatever KFC dish you're eating, you're kind of like, "Huh, wait a minute, something's off here."
3: Yeah, it, why don't I have the no.
4: sweet, crispy,
3: crunchy corn that oh, I it, always have no. in my bowls? In oh, because he he ordered the bowl and he probably. He, <laughs> Uh, let's see. I need to find the side items at KFC. Um, cause I'm, I wonder where we rank corn on this. The biscuit? Like I might. Yeah. If the biscuits are gone, I might shoot somebody. That's, really? No. They're, they're not, not that a, great. I know. And I'm not, I'm not complaining. On I've had better either. biscuits. Like uh, at 7-11. Oh, the cheddar bay biscuits at uh, red lobster. Anybody? Ooh, I haven't been to red lobster in quite some time. You're a pescatarian. I feel like you should be frequenting uh, the Red Lobster. Yeah,
4: just because I'm a pescatarian doesn't mean I like crappy restaurants.
3: Uh, it should. Cool. Well, yeah. all right. Here are your sides. Tell me which one uh, you're going for or putting corn ahead of. Okay, these are KFC sides. KFC sides. you got their secret recipe fries. You've mm-hmm. got the mashed potatoes and gravy. you mm-hmm. got their macaroni and cheese, the biscuit, coleslaw. Mm-hmm. It's top-notch coleslaw. they got green beans. Mm-hmm. You can just get the gravy. Or you can just get the mashed potatoes. Or you can get whole kernel uh, corn.
4: I'm telling you, you're, you're making a good point. There's uh, there's a lot of other sides that you would say, give me that.
3: Yeah. Like, but again, I put the corn
4: my the argument green beans. stands in the beginning, which is once it's gone, you will notice and you will go, what the hell am yes, I eating? I'm what is r- going on here?
3: I'm seeing right at the top of the KFC menu here that they do have the famous bowl that I'd never heard of. Uh that does have little bits of corn in it. That's right. Okay. I, Don't I, have the corn in that bowl? It's like you're eating diarrhea.
4: <laughs> Sloppy diarrhea. Throw Dude. some corn on that, delicious,
3: salty meal. That appears to be the only dish that includes corn. <laughs> the entire thing. They, Wait, for real? Yeah. Yeah. They have a mountain dew. Look, some, I somewhere. came into
4: this segment wanting to defend this guy, all right? Did you? Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing?
3: No defend. I think okay. I don't any think corn you are. F- any corn fans out there are sympathizing with me. <laughs> Who goes to KFC for the corn? Like this if, guy. It, if you go to KFC and they're out like the only thing that like listen, nothing justifies shooting people. The only thing that justifies like pure outrage mm. is if they're out of chicken. Other than that, like, give I've p- heard the gravy, though. A lot of people no, let's, let's, harp on the gravy.
4: They're no, like, if I don't have a gra- the gravy, I'm kind of I, Listen,
3: I'm a big fan of the... Ma- uh, here. Here, I'll power rank your uh, KFC sides if you would like me to right here. Okay. It is uh, mashed potatoes and gravy, one. Coleslaw, two. Biscuit, three. Uh, mac and cheese, four. Corn, five. Green beans, six. There's your power rank. Uh, throw the fries in there. Put the fries at like two. I had a three. Put them at three. Have you coleslaw even had the fries there. No, but French fries are awesome, and they probably eh, cook them. This, not everywhere. Uh, they're they're they can maybe, be bad. They can be disappointing. Listen, I get the mashed potatoes and uh, with gravy and the coleslaw. That's that's okay. my go to, and a biscuit. So let's put the let's put that's the strong. Let's go ahead and put the fries uh, just ahead of the macaroni and cheese at four. Mm-hmm. Mac and cheese at five. Corn at six. Green beans seven. Have you had the mac and cheese there? I have. The kids got the mac and cheese. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. See, mac and it's cheese okay. is
4: another one where, like, you can royally F it up. Yeah. Like, mac and cheese isn't the universal, like, Oh yes, mac and cheese. Yeah. Like, if it's made bad, like, it can be a disaster. Actually, you know what's interesting, too, is another food this happened to me, and it happened to us last night. We made uh, some Trader Joe's cookies.
3: The, uh, you know, you get
4: the cookie dough. You get dough. the dough and you just roll yeah. them out, yeah.
3: Boy, they were terrible. Really? See, like, uh, for macaroni and cheese, rare miss. There's, there's, there's two... There's two really good macaroni and cheese. It's the one that like either like a really nice restaurant uses way too many cheeses that you've never heard of, Mm. and they put the breadcrumbs on and bake it, or your aunt has a recipe that is pretty much the one that she got from that restaurant when she went there. But that the super rich, like just the perfect blend of like way over the top. It's like ninety dollars and like nine thousand calories. Mm. That is delicious. And then there is perfectly made craft macaroni and cheese, and that is delicious. Even With though added is, cheese, even though it is no not actual food, you know what you add to it is flaming hot Fritos, and that makes it really good. But yeah. you have you the, know, cra- the oh, but you know what we do. Throw cream cheese in there. Sure, those are oh, your two. But the, but those are your two. Because listen, nobody makes it by the recipe. Whatever your variation of of Kraft macaroni and cheese. I once made it with. I just threw in some chicken and buffalo sauce, and it was buffalo Ooh. chicken Kraft macaroni and That's cheese. Great idea. But these are your two. These those are your two top shelf macaroni and cheeses. Because yeah. however you bastardize Kraft, and then the super good, one. and everything else to me is meh. I don't think I've had like a one where I'm like, oh, what is that like? It, it's all just meh, and and the the KFC macaroni and cheese, it's fine. I'll eat it, but I'm not picking it. Mashed potatoes and gravy is a perfect side with chicken or turkey or any of that. It's delicious. 503-250-1080.
4: Tell us how you make your, your craft macaroni and cheese.
3: Yeah. I am curious about this because yeah. a lot of people have different styles. Can I tell you something that was surprising? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were, you and I were talking about this. How does Applebee's stay open? Mm-hmm. Because uh, what what do you order when you go to Applebee's? Like, what's the thing that pops in your head when somebody goes, Applebee's? You go, oh, their signature item is blank. Like, I don't know any of their foods. Uh, a burger, I guess? No, yeah, I don't know. Like, Red Robin is famous for their burgers, right? Like, they they will say that. Other point, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, my children, God bless them, uh, they are very uh, susceptible to advertising to the point where one of my daughters is telling me that I need to try Geico because I will save 15% on my car insurance. Well, have you gotten a quote yet? She told me that I need to get bear paint because that guy chucks that glass of wine into yeah. the wall and it doesn't scuff. She's like, Dad, we should get bear. And she doesn't go, that paint. She goes, we need to get bear paint. Yeah. She tells me by name. That's great. Go get some samples. Try for, it out. For their birthday, they got to pick the restaurant and they picked the Applebee's. Nice. That's good. So here's the thing. Here's how Applebee's stays open. On their menu, they have flaming Hot Cheetos Wings. They have they have Cinnabon mini cinnamon roll dessert branded, like the trademark. Right, yeah. And then they have, on the kid's meal, they have Kraft macaroni and cheese. Oh, that's good. They are just, they're just co-branding. Yeah. That's, that's how they're staying in business. That's at least what I discovered. Well, I, I think it's more than that. Well. They're getting people to come in and eat. I understand that, but what they're doing, they're just going, "Hey, this is what people want." Like if, probably
4: also because they sell liquor there.
3: But they all, but they also looked at their kids' <laughs> menu and go, "We could make a better macaroni and cheese." Yeah, yeah. But like, it would take a ton of research. It would probably take like whatever. We'll have to pay somebody who has a higher skill. To well, let's make just it. call craft and see yeah. if we can just use theirs. We'll idea. put it on there and we'll like you know acknowledge it. But I, I was kind of proud of Applebee's. I was like, "Hey, listen, you know you're not going to do any better, you know you're not going to try any harder." Just get the blue box man uh, somebody,
4: somebody on the text line saying applebee's got riblets <laughs> <laughs> i did not see the riblets on the menu i might have gone riblet. which is surprising because if there's anything you would order at applebee's it would be riblets I, but, no. like if, if you and i for some reason went to like we had to go to a business lunch at applebee's and i opened up the menu and saw riblets I would, if I could get somebody in on the action, would bet that you yeah. would just immediately go, "Oh, well, I'm getting the place.
3: here Here's what, here's what the wife and I got, <laughs> and we did, we did the two for thirty. Uh, you get an appetizer and two entrees, or whatever it it's was. It's a good deal. It's a good deal, right? Like it, this is how they stay in business. But we decided on the whiskey barbecue burger. Okay, and then the chicken penne something pasta. Sure. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. Like the pasta with me. And it the, was food. And the burger was fine. The fries? Not bad. Kids ate their food. They got uh, two refills of uh, blue lemonade, a uh, blue raspberry lemonade, and a strawberry lemonade. They were happy as clams. Margarita. Yeah. <laughs> My wife got the margarita. I got a beer. She got the margarita. Ah, that's on her. And, and just... Yeah. yeah. It was like neon green.
4: Yeah, it that's came on out. her. It
3: came out. It, right when she ordered that, you should have gone. You sure about that? Oh, she was looking at some other. Th- she's like, should I get the passion fruit or just oh, a regular? I'm like, don't get the passion fruit. Yeah, get a beer. A red dye number nine. <laughs> be-
4: get a beer. Yeah. I a think beer. you'll she's be th- okay. th- that's, But that's
3: the trouble. She's not a yeah. beer drinker. So, yeah, that's where the trouble came in. But there you go. Uh, in hour two, we need to talk uh, some Seahawks because you and I have differ- differing philosophies on this team moving forward. And you're very passionate about it, which is surprising, because usually you do not care. Mm. Uh, we need to talk about a Christmas movie instance that I had yesterday. Oh. Uh, and then, uh, I don't know what else. I don't know what we're
4: doing. I have another take on a Christmas movie. So. Okay, we'll
3: do a Christmas yeah. movie segment, and then we'll do a thing. This is our last show of the year, so we'll we'll Christmas out, uh, and then we'll talk NFL. And then what else? we'll see what else we get to. Does that sound like hour two? Yeah, it sounds like it to me. All right, we'll do that next. Center and Saint on 1080 The Fan.
1: Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down